everyone, welcome back to Capitalize Your Fridays. I'm Taylor Dennis, Senior Wealth Design Specialist at Altius Financial, and I'm joined by our first guest speaker, Maddie Kleist. Hi everyone, thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to be your first guest speaker. Yeah, so happy holidays everyone. Many of you are probably wondering, okay, where's our co-host? Um, I thought there was a guy on this podcast. <laughs> no worries, we'll have him back for our next episode. So we are very excited just to have our guest speaker here in his place. So today we really wanted to discuss the concept of really what's a side hustle versus a hobby versus a career and take the opportunity to ask Maddie about her insight with her present career and her side work and really her outlook on that lifestyle. But before we continue, we have to do our disclaimer. <laughs> so just a quick reminder, any discussion that we have on these podcasts is not really meant to be direct advice. It's just meant to be fun, informational. If you do have questions about getting direct financial investment advice, feel free to reach out to your team or reach out to us at Altius Financial. You can contact me, Taylor, at altiusfinancial.com or check out our website, www.altiusfinancial.com. Okay, so Maddie, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're, you're new to the episode, so is there anything specific you want to start with or share? Yeah, so I, again, thank you for letting me be your first guest speaker. I'm excited today to talk about side hustles versus hobby versus career. So I am currently working as a health benefit advisor, and that essentially entails me working with a multitude of small businesses and working with them through their health benefit renewals, working with the carriers, selecting different plans. So it's a really nice interactive job that I've been super happy doing for a little bit less than a year now. But overall, I am a Denver transplant and I've been living here for about four and a half years now. I grew up in a smaller town called Pocatello, Idaho. I'm not sure many people know of it, but it has, it has similar outdoor opportunities to Denver but less of a professional growth side. So I always knew I was wanting to move to a bigger city at some point in my life and always had Denver um, in the back of my mind. So after I graduated from college at the University of Idaho, I kind of made this plan to move back home, save up some money, and then move to Denver with some friends. So nice. it was kind of a big <laughs> spontaneous strategic um, plan that I had, but I knew give myself kind of a time frame move out here and then start searching for a job and that's kind of what led me to where I am to that was kind of how I started exploring the new city yeah. and what what got me here four years later <laughs> awesome love it um so I kind of want to start off with is it okay if I use the word side hustle? I mean, I, I titled this podcast Hobby versus Hustle, but I don't <laughs> want that to be offensive or anything. Or Like, I look at that as, oh, yeah, like side hustle. So cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think side hustle is definitely a great way to say it. I think I'll probably refer to it as all of the above. Sometimes I yeah. say job. I feel like maybe depending on how I feel about the job for the day, I, I call yeah. it hustle um, or just a job. So please call it a hustle. Definitely. <laughs> it definitely okay. sounds cooler. <laughs> Great. So you do have a few side hustles. You've got working with Beauty Counter, Ushering for the Broncos, and your work with Rover. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what each of those jobs really are and maybe share about how you got into them? Yeah, definitely. So I'll kind of just go over each one and explain all of that information. So first off, Beauty Counter, just to give a little bit of background of what Beauty Counter is, is 
It's a clean beauty brand that offers skincare, makeup, bath and body products for men, women, and children. And I essentially work as a consultant for them. So I promote the products um, and receive a sales commission when customers purchase through my link. And I was introduced to Beauty Counter about, I would say three years ago, um, at my last job. And I had really kind of just looked into it as, you know, this is another, you know, beauty brand, like what makes it different from, from other products that I use. But after looking into it, I was really impressed just with their company mission and values because they really strive for clean beauty and are always advocating. For for our listeners who might not know, what what does that mean, clean Clean beauty? beauty? Yeah. So currently in the United States, we allow like over a thousand ingredients that are banned in other countries currently into our daily beauty products. So maybe everyone take a, take a look, um, into your products. Sometimes when you look into that, you'll see there's quite a few things. So clean beauty is specifically to beauty counter is making products that we use on a daily basis, whether that be face lotion, body wash that don't include any of these harmful ingredients that can be toxic to us. So they're not only making products that don't include these ingredients, but they're also constantly advocating for government action, which I think is really neat. Okay. Because again, why would we be putting products like this on our face yeah. if if we knew what they <laughs> yeah. were? Like if we knew that wasn't good, we would probably exactly. be a little more careful. Right. And yeah. again, I know, you know, we all use so many products on a daily basis, so I think it's hard to just like change everything all at once. But I thought, wow, this is really neat if I can start switching out some commonly used items. Um, So that kind of like led me to beauty counter in general. And then after, at that point, I started just using some basic skincare products. But then um, about a year late or a year ago, one of my friends from college actually approached me into becoming a consultant. And I figured, well, I'm already using a lot of products. I align with the goals (laughs) and the mission. So why not, you know, try to promote it, sell to friends, family, and others to kind of get the clean beauty message across. And that's what kind of brought me over to them. Nice. I like that. Yeah. So. So you got two more. (laughs) You're like the hustle queen. Um, Do you want to share a little bit about your work with the Broncos? Yes. So I am a part of the guest relations team, which is within the stadium management company at the Denver Broncos. So I work as an usher, (laughs) glorified position. I know many of you would probably go to sporting events and see the person there telling you where to sit. Well, that would be me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I essentially just assist with, you know, checking guest tickets, helping them find their seat, making sure uh, everyone's safe throughout the game. If there's any fights starting to happen. I don't worry. I don't get involved, but I do uh, report that um, to our security staff. So um, that's kind of the role specifically with that. And how I got into this is kind of a funny story. So right after I moved to Denver, again, I had no job. I was like, I need to get involved with the temp agency. And so my first role in the temp agency was actually to be security at the Bronco game. And when I say that, I would use the term lightly. <laughs> Picture me. So, what we're, yeah. so Maddie is like a pretty small, petite woman that 
I don't know that I would. <laughs> you could maybe keep me safe, but yeah. like, I wouldn't imagine her as like this big buff security guard to keep anybody out of much. So exactly. So I I might have looked a little larger than how I do appear generally because they gave me like an extra large, bright yellow, almost looked like a I was stopping traffic um, jacket. My role was to stand pretty much the furthest away from the stadium. So I wasn't even near the fun stuff. I was pretty far away and I would just make sure people didn't bring in bags that were larger than this little cardboard graphic I had in my hand. So not very security-like, but that's what we called ourselves. So that was my first job that led me to the Broncos. But then as I was taking a break, we shared a bathroom and a break room with the guest relations team. And I remember I was washing my hands And I saw this girl next to me wearing a blue polo and khakis, and I was like, wow, how do I get to be you? (laughs) And I'm washing my hands. Yeah, I'm like, your outfit looks a lot better than mine. So I upgrade this. (laughs) Yeah, literally was my thought. I was like, I would love to be wearing khakis and a polo, aside from my oversized uh, security vest. So I asked her. She gave me the information to sign up to apply for guest relations. They really are always taking anyone, so love to have more people (laughs) Um, and then I was working with them in my first season game I would say probably about a month later and the rest is is history I guess (laughs) yeah nice okay so third one you do work with Rover as well right yes so Rover to familiarize everyone it's a dog and cat sitting service. I'm not sure if they allow any other animals in right now, but I would check that out. <laughs> um, would you watch other animals if they did? I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I mean, maybe a, a bunny rabbit could be within the realm, but yeah. it could get a little funky um, with that. So I stick to mostly dogs and cats, but essentially Rover is just there. It's a great way for pet owners to be able to book someone for walks, drop-in visits, overnight stays, or I host them at my house or vice versa. So what it pretty much just entails is me having a profile with my history, my reviews, and then, you know, those pet owners can book me for any of those services. I control my rates, um, which is nice. The Rover does take a percentage of the uh, overall cost, but it's still really great that I get to control that and I can take that into factor when setting those rates. How do you decide what rates to set? Like, do you just Google <laughs> average cat watching or dog sitting prices or what What determines your pricing? Yeah, it's, it's definitely hard because when I used to live in Idaho, I would do sitting and I feel like the price is almost matches like cost of living kind of thing within state. So when I moved to Denver, I was like, I think I can get a lot more than what I was getting paid in, you know, small town Idaho. But Rover does set like kind of like a general price. Like they set like defaults almost. So if I didn't touch their default, I would just get with what that was. So I would kind of like pick and choose in the beginning of my time. I would see if I did higher rates, if people were still booking me. Yeah. Um, And so that kind of led me to like a nice range and what I've sat at and you can actually secure different rates with different customers so I could like okay. lock in one with one repeat customer and then that's always my rate for them but then have a different like new customer rate so okay and then um do you feel that like the different rates change the type of customers that you get like if do, if you have like a more expensive rate do you feel that that's maybe a customer <laughs> that's like 
oh, we want you to give us five-star service for our animal and, like, all these extra things. Do they? Do you feel they expect more based on the rating or definitely. are they easier or harder <laughs> clients to work with based I on that? Definitely, I view my higher rate clients as, one, I feel like they're going to be, I'm going to have a more, like, <laughs> structured time yeah. with the pet and at their house. Typically when I am doing my, like, overnight stays, that's typically when I have, like, the higher rates. Um, that are booked and I feel like it's going to be a better setup for me because they expect a lot from me I'll Good. also get that in return okay um so yes definitely have more of a laundry list of things <laughs> dogs yeah. are humans too oh yeah <laughs> and part of the family so I would definitely say the higher the rates the higher the expectations for okay. sure but I think it makes me more willing to do that as well yeah so okay. I'm kind of stuck with that and so I might sometimes tend not to get as many clients, but I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. Because I'd rather like better bang. get the better yeah. bang for those hours. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, so you talked about you you have a nine to five and or an eight to five, and you also have these three additional jobs. That seems like a when I think about that, I come home from work at the end of the day sometimes, and I'm just exhausted as it is with my one job. <laughs> um, is it hard to do all? Like, do you have to? Do you do all of them at the same time, or is one per season, or how do you decide how to allocate your time? Yeah, so I would say that all of these are seasonal. Well, I'll, I'll go into each one. I think might be easiest to kind of explain, but overall, if I had to summarize, it's definitely really flexible um, for the most part because I do want to have balance within my life. But yeah. with Beauty Counter specifically, I would say the time frame would probably be anywhere from, gosh, this is, sounds like I'm not doing very much, but I could only put like maybe like 30 minutes to an hour in of work if I wanted. Okay. It really just matters if someone's like reaching out to me yeah. um, or if I'm just like posting about certain promotions and things like that. And then, so that really low time commitment and then with guest relations since that is a seasonal job that will be obviously during the football season the, we have required times and games that we obviously have to work so those are all mandatory and they do mandatory season events as well okay so i would say that one's probably the most demanding yeah, I would because they one. have required yeah. timing. Like you have exactly. to work around the game schedule. Exactly. So that one definitely takes up the most time, I would say. But then within the guest relations team, we can choose to work other events too throughout the year. So okay. that could add more time or less time. And then for Rover, again, just based on when I get booked for a client, which I can't necessarily choose that. So it's it's pretty random. I guess. For Rover, do you set your times though? Like, do you say these weeks or days or hours are open and then people book those times? Or is it just like, oh crap, cancel my weekend plans. Yeah. <laughs> I got a dog today. <laughs> yeah. So I do book ahead um, with that. So I can set my calendar, especially around the holidays. If I'm going out of town, I'll say that I'm not available. The nice thing too with Rover's very flexible is that I can turn down a sit if I do get a request. So I feel like that one's probably 
the one I would say to do least just because in time commitment wise I have a couple repeat customers that will use me and that's great and I've kind of just like slimmed down to that but overall I'm not getting a lot of like new interest so I'd say I set my schedule even if I something came up I could still turn down a customer if I needed to. And that kind of brings up on a similar note. So you said you could turn on customers for that. Do you feel that from like with the beauty counter stuff, which also seems that it might be more busy if you had a lot of customers versus if you didn't? Exactly. Is like, do you feel that it kind of comes in waves like that where maybe it's more busy around the holidays or? Yes, that's a good question. I feel like it is, um, if I do have, you know, holiday season, I feel like from Thanksgiving to Christmas with the people buying, buying things for Black Friday, yeah. buying presents, that obviously has gotten me putting more time into it than yeah. I could, I could have a month that sounds bad. I could have a month and like not do anything. But again, yeah. it's one of those job side hustles <laughs> that the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. And yeah. so I think, um, it definitely fluctuates throughout the year, seasonally, especially. Okay. So is there a reason that you chose these specific companies? They all seem like they're they're kind of wildly different. <laughs> so you've got like beauty products, you've got like sporting and then pets, which I mean, that sounds like, okay, you've got a, a well-rounded individual here, but is there, um, yeah, like is there a reason that you chose these industries? Yeah. So with Beauty Counter, as I kind of mentioned um, before, when I found out just yeah. about skincare in general and how many you know, chemicals, like toxic chemicals are in our products on a daily basis. I was like, wow, this is wild. Like if I'm using these my entire life, uh, what is this going to do to me or what impacts might it have? So I really, again, since I aligned with wanting to like swap out those like those products, dirty, I'll call them products, (laughs) dirty versus clean, I guess. Um, and so I, you know, I was very, drawn into that and also just um being able again like I said to share with my friends and family because it's like I don't think we all know the the harsh things that are in our daily products and and just to be able to share that um with friends and family I think was just a really easy end for me (laughs) yeah well then um a personal question so do you use like all of the products then like across the board or do you still have some products where you're like this is my favorite it's okay that it's not beauty counter but I still like it or yeah. or are you like 100% <laughs> clean out all, all my <laughs> products from my whole closet and I wish I was I um I have my main staples for beauty counter I would say like 70% of my skincare routine yeah. is definitely beauty counter but I don't I wouldn't say all my products are. And then other things I like to find are just cleaner skincare products, whether that's finding it from another store like at Sephora or um, other places that sell, you know, even just going to the grocery store, finding like the cleaner of the the options. options. So I definitely am not 100% quote unquote clean. (laughs) I'm not fully in the green, but um, trying to make the swaps if I can. Okay. (laughs) And then... Let's see. Gosh, with guest relations at the Broncos, I feel like this was a total random side hustle I probably never would have um, anticipated for myself. I am truly actually a Green Bay Packer fan. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Everybody close your ears. (laughs) So I grew up obviously in a football family. um, And so when I stumbled across that opportunity, 
yeah. the, you know, doing my security thing and then being introduced to the guest relations team, I thought, wow, this is so cool. I get to be at football games, like NFL yeah. games and also like work and watch. It was kind of yeah. like, why not? This is a great way to like be new to like Denver. Enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was, again, very random, but it's been amazing. Nice. And Rover, that also feels like a given to me. I um, always, I guess I was side hustling since I was a kid because <laughs> I was always the one raising my hand to pet sit for the neighbors, um, yeah. for family friends. And so when I, you know, was moving out here, I already had like, my mom was like, you should download that Rover app, you know, because I already had my <laughs> You're fair so share. You're so good at this already. <laughs> yeah. I had my fair share of, of clients, I guess, back home in Idaho and I had my network. And so when I moved out here, I was like, I need to build up a new, you know, dog new, sitting like, network. Dog group, yeah. <laughs> so that's I, awesome. that's how Rover came to be. Um, and it is just one of those nice things to kind of have in the back of your pocket. Yeah, definitely. Well, so out of the three, do you have a favorite? And then... I don't know if I'm allowed to ask, but is your favorite the most <laughs> profitable one? Because I, I feel you might say, oh, well, maybe I want to put more time or more effort towards the one that pays me the best or um, or the one that makes me the happiest. Like, Do you <laughs> yeah. have a favorite of three? I would definitely say this is definitely kind of a tough one. But overall, I would say um, working for the guest relations team at the, the Denver Broncos is probably like the most special and rewarding um in a way because it might get all mushy gushy here but there is I've always been about the customer experience whether that's for like products or services and like all of that but there's really just something special about seeing being an employee at the stadium and seeing it when it's completely empty to the beginning of the day when the crowd starts filling in um, and you see like these excited fans seeing the players warm up and they're a lot of first time football fans. So yeah. you get to see little kids and their parents and that's amazing. And then listening to the, the DJ start playing some fun mashups is just, it gets me yeah. hyped and I'm just, you know, an employee standing <laughs> there. Um, and then getting to watch the, the players run out of the tunnel and see the fireworks and just so much energy that they run into, yeah. um, is truly amazing and then I love watching the national anthem be sung and you see like the huge flag pulled yeah. out and you and I get to see all the the people who um, get to do that at the beginning when they're learning how to like wave like the flag and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I see that from beginning to end and and that's really funny and then um, when the flyover happens that is truly incredible and then you know my favorite part of all is when the parachuters jump down from the sky out of the plane and deliver the yeah. game day ball like that literally gives me chills like talking about it right now I don't know what it is it's just like all of it coming together and people you know think it's just watching football but it's like yeah. so much more than that yeah um, there's like so many more pieces to it than just the game that's gonna happen yeah so yeah. I just like love that my mind just loves that type of thing so I'd say that's definitely my favorite job um, it obviously yeah. has its harder parts, but those parts are really rewarding. And then overall, I feel like this job, um, since it is more consistent, I would say it does probably pay the most okay. as like a consistent paycheck because I yeah. know every game I'm going to work this many hours and I'm at a specific rate. 
Okay. Whereas the other jobs, again, I have a little bit more control and a range. Yeah. So it's it's more consistent and you can plan on that income versus the others are a little bit more flexible. Exactly. And, okay. Yeah. So that's nice. So when you were talking about that, I, I kind of saw you light up a bit. And so I'm curious, <laughs> is this something that you would like to transition into more of a full-time position or do you have any dreams of like making that side hustle like the hustle? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, gosh, I would love to work for the Denver Broncos if there's anyone out there listening. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I definitely think I'm someone who's always thinking about opportunity. And so yeah. I, I'm out there, this is my fifth season working as a, as an usher, as a side hustle. And sometimes people are like, why do you do that? And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I still do this. But um, it's really rewarding, and I think that yeah. sometimes outweighs the times that I'm freezing cold at a game and the fan <laughs> is really rude and, you know, all of that. But I think I stay there because I don't – I know that maybe an opportunity could come up that I, you know, meet someone yeah. within the guest relations team that could introduce me to someone else, you know, whether that's in, like, a marketing department and I could see, you know, a career opportunity with that or – I always have the outlook that like one day I might meet one of my season ticket holders who works at some company that I've been dying to work at or, you know, know somebody who could introduce me to somebody else that yeah. could have like this dream job. So yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm like doing it to like work for them in the future, but yeah. I think that it's one of those like connection. I'm very, I know life yeah. is about connections and I think yeah. that's me like continually putting myself out there to potentially have that opportunity in the future. Okay. No, I like that. Are there any specific goals that you have for this like side hustle work? I would say overall, um, I would use it as fun money. I feel fortunate enough to say that it is to, I typically just use it for fun money. Um, I definitely think if I was more on top of it, I would use it for potential saving opportunities, which I probably do depending on the season when that, those funds are coming in, but I definitely tend to count on side hustles to provide extra funds, whether that's like in times of need when I need to get work done on my car or like pay for, you know, emergency medical payments that kind of pop up randomly or especially now is like a great time for me to have these side hustles yeah, like with, with holidays with and holidays. going back to see family, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Well, and so do you really see this income as extra to your livelihood or do you see it as, okay, like specifically the Bronco income, it sounds like, okay, you can really count on that to be recurring. So do you look at that as that means these months, this is what my lifestyle is because of that or... I would say that I know, like, especially during the Bronco season, that I will have that extra income coming in. So yeah. I know when it comes to additional expenses that I can account for that already within my months. So it definitely okay. does help me kind of like plan and forecast just yeah. for spending in general. I think sometimes it um, might be a little hard for me to think, oh, I'm going to have this extra money I, I could be saving. Whereas I'm like, oh, I have this yeah. extra money. I can go on that, that trip I was wanting to go yeah. or put it towards other things. But I think it's great that it has the potential to do either one of those things for me. And, and yeah. I think that's too why I've just really enjoyed keeping these around because who doesn't like having extra money? Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> Don't say no to extra money. So do you feel that having a side hustle has made you become more entrepreneurial? I would 
would definitely say it does. Um, I, I think it allows me to have a lot of control over income, you know, and work-life balance, I guess, in terms of a schedule as well to get those additional funds that let me feel like very financially stable. And then since I do have multiple side hustles with, you know, a variety of <laughs> skills, yeah. I feel like that really just also helps me build my own personal skill set and like job portfolio as a whole since I know a lot about different, you know, industries now and feel pretty well rounded. <laughs> yeah, do you feel it's been like an amazing resume builder for you to say, okay, I can work in like multiple types of industries and I have these different sets of experience? Yeah, I still feel like I'm I'm not exactly sure how to glam up the resume because these are temp jobs. Sometimes I am not sure how much I should focus on them because they yeah. are more like the general <laughs> general level, yeah. I guess you could say. But I do feel as if the skills that I'm like learning within them are very like tangible that I can apply them, yeah. whether that's within like projects within my day to day work. Um, but I can definitely play play up the, the all the side hustles. All the benefits, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, are they all 1099 type stuff or are they W-2? And does that make sense? Because I don't know if every, I guess I'll just explain it because I don't know if our listeners understand the difference. So W-2 is like, you get a paycheck from your employer. 1099 is, okay, you get a paycheck, but essentially you're the employer. So I don't know if, I kind of wonder if is Rover more like a 1099 because they're not taking out any taxes or anything for you and you have to fill that out separately or yeah exactly so it is kind of split i'm pretty sure <laughs> i have 1099s <laughs> for two and then with the broncos i have a w2 with them so yes i have always had a lot of 1099s and w2s coming in at the end of the year during tax season which is always a bit overwhelming um but i actually have been pretty fortunate to be able to utilize an accountant, family friend accountant, when I kind of started side hustling back home in Idaho, that has willingly, <laughs> continually helped me, even though I have moved away and probably should one day understand <laughs> taxes better. But yes, I do, I do receive a couple of each of those. <laughs> okay. Do you feel, so for our listeners who might be saying, oh, this is amazing, like she can make this work, I want to do this too. Do you feel that you need an accountant? Like where, okay, this is, there's so many moving pieces. It really, like, it's worth it to pay someone so I don't have this heartache over the end of the year? Or is it just, oh, I'm fortunate because I have this connection already? I would say for me, I would do it even if I didn't have a connection um, to this person. I would say I feel better and more confident about you know, my taxes being filed accurately and compliantly. And because it does involve, you know, both 1099s and W-2s, I think I would 100%, you know, pay someone to do it, even if I hadn't had a connection to someone. Okay. On the same kind of note, is there any advice that you would give to any listeners who are saying, oh, this is amazing. Like, why haven't I started this yet? <laughs> do you have any advice to people who are looking to do a side hustle? Maybe anything that you've learned that they could learn from? Yeah, I would say, well, first, don't be afraid to go out there and do it. I think 
if you've been thinking about something and wondering if it's the time, it's definitely the time. <laughs> There's no time like the present, I feel like, to do that. And it's it's honestly, for me, it's become like a great outlet aside my normal day-to-day job. And yes, I love my, my normal day-to-day job, but it is fun to build a completely new like network of coworkers, of friends. And that's what, for me, when I first started side hustling in Denver was one of my main objectives of doing it because I knew I'd be able to get out there and meet new people. people. Yeah, Yeah. and being new, I would say if I've, for anyone to moving to a new state, city, whatever, if that's probably like the best way to get out and meet new people, I actually met three of my really close friends in Denver doing guest relations at the Broncos when I was doing orientation with them and it turned out that they lived in the same little like suburb of Denver so wow so you guys were all like right next to each other the whole time and then (laughs) that really brought you together exactly so it's kind of funny that that job a lot like brought me three separate friends who they were all friends but I I got to meet them and become friends with them and I'm still friends with them to this day but we all carpooled together to the games for a couple years I'm still the the last woman standing with the with the guest relations group but it was really neat to be able to meet so many people and so I would say it's a great way to get yourself out there meet people and then and you know another thing I guess in terms of advice is just as long as you know you have the time and the the life balance to do it you you know you only have things to gain I would say it is about balance and you don't want to overwork yourself because I know how that feels and so for me if I'm feeling like I've been overworked with my regular job and these I then definitely cut back but that's what's nice about it is that you can kind of control and adapt it to be whatever you want it to be okay nice so I had a question that, that I listed out that I wanted to ask you if you were happy with this. It sounds like you are happy with it, though. Um, but is there anything that you would change about this work? Oh, gosh. I feel like that's a tough question. I mean, again, since for the most part, you know, with Rover, Beauty Counter, those are pretty flexible for me. I'm really able to control all of that myself um, with the guest relations team I also feel even though it's seasonal I know what I'm kind of committing to so I'm mentally prepared for that yeah um so really that's uh, I don't know if I have anything that I would change um for any of them which I guess is a perfect way to say yeah. that they're all working and I'm happy that I'm doing them yeah. um because I know there might come a point in my life that you know, my eight to five gets busier and I have more like personal life commitments that I'm not able to give this time. But I think at this time, all of them are, are serving me well and I'm, I'm, I think I'm happy with all of them. <laughs> That's wonderful. Is there anything you think I should have asked you about? <laughs> I, I think you've hit them all on the spot, Taylor. I think this has been great. And hopefully I've diversified people's knowledge on all of the subjects, yeah. <laughs> dogs, beauty care, and football. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and hopefully this has been helpful for some of our listeners who are maybe thinking, oh, I love dogs, but I don't have the time or the money to really buy my own. Maybe I want to get into Rover or maybe I want to get into doing a side hustle, but I was worried that I maybe couldn't do it with a 95. So hopefully it's helpful for our listeners who might be on the edge of, I want to change something. How do I really add to what I'm doing? 
Yeah, flexibility is out there. You just have to seek it out. But if there's something that I guess interests you as a hobby, I would say go after it because there's so many things out there in this day and age, especially <laughs> with technology, that there definitely has to be something that, that could fit into your schedule. Definitely. Well, it's awesome that you found so many great ones that like, they're actually, sounds fun. Versus, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, getting paid to have fun. Right. Exactly. So thank you all for listening to the podcast. As always, we invite you to follow, like, friend, subscribe. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, podcast, obviously. And all those platforms are saved as Altius Financial. It's all in one word, A-L-T-I-U-S, financial. As many of you might have known already, if you're following along on our Instagram and Facebook, we have our 53-week challenge. So wow, this year is really wrapping up. But this week's challenge is to really just reflect on all that you've accomplished. So if you've been following along for the last essentially 53 weeks of this calendar year, which is every week of it, then give yourself a pat on the back and say, okay, wow, I took time out of every week to just sit down and see what I was doing, check in on my finances. For those of you who loved doing this, loved having something to really check in on every week, next year we're going to introduce Terminology Tuesdays. So it should just be a new terminology topic related to finance, financial planning, investing, and we'll throw that out on those social media platforms once a week, preferably hopefully on Tuesdays as long as I'm in office or someone's in office to post them. As always, if you have any questions about your planning or are interested in having a financial plan or investment strategy set up for you, or if you have any kinds of questions or comments or thoughts, reach out to us directly, taylor at altiusfinancial.com or michael at altiusfinancial.com. Obviously, www.altiusfinancial.com. We have lots of free resources on there as well. And if you'd like to receive any of our newsletters, just shoot us a link on the info button. As always, thank you guys for joining us. Have a Merry Christmas, a happy weekend, a happy Friday. Yeah, capitalize on your Fridays. Thanks. Thanks.